Welcome, this is the first Clipper podcast. Our magazine has been reporting about the nuts and dried fruit industry for over 40 years now. I am Jens, reporting to you from Switzerland, and we will continue to do our journalism work about the industry on a podcast for everybody who is traveling or simply loves this way of information. We recently visited the Australian Nut Conference, which is an interesting way to meet all members of the nut industry in Australia. There we met Phil Zedro, entrepreneur in the macadamia business, who started his career as a hobby. My name is Phil Zedro. I was born in Italy. I migrated to Australia at the age of 17. And I worked in the construction industry for something like um, possibly 35, 40 years. And at a stage in life, I decided I wanted to do something different. So as a hobby, I decided to get involved in agriculture. I thought, what, what part of agriculture? Initially, I thought I might buy a cattle station or something, sound adventurous. But um, after I looked at a few property, I decided that that what wasn't what I wanted to do. I went with an agronomist in Lismore, which is in northern near South Wales, to look at a cattle station. And on the way back, we were driving back to the airport, I saw some beautiful land and people was planting trees. And I asked the agronomist, what, what are they planting? And he said, they are planting macadamias. I said, what is a macadamia? He said, when we got past my office, he said, I'll give you a feasibility which air company has done on macadamia. And on the plane, on your way back to Sydney, you can read it and you can find the answer to your questions all in there. So the flight took two hours. We got, by the time I got to Sydney, I rang the agronomist and I said, John, forget about the cattle station. I want to get involved in macadamias. So that's how we started. <laughs> so the, the, thing, the thing that attracted me was that it's a product that you can grow and you can do almost everything mechanically and the product itself is a shelf life of two or three years so those two things made a lot of sense to me this was something like 40 years ago so I was part-time in building and construction part-time in in growing macadamia so the little hobby that i wanted to do became a big business and uh, today um, I'm the biggest grower in the world. How big is the output of your companies? We, this year and last year, we turn over, over 50 million dollars, Australian dollars that is. We have something like um, 10,000 acres approximately planted with macadamia and producing here in Australia and we have about another 2,000 in South Africa. Right, and I, we just recently wrote about this macadamia surge which is going on in South Africa. So you are the person who is doing this. I'm doing some of it. I'm only one of the many players in South Africa. But South Africa is now possibly a little bit bigger than Australia in the macadamia industry. Um, the political climate in South Africa, it's a little bit uh, challenging, shall we say. 
But I think the South Africa is a great future. Yeah. So what do you think is the biggest challenge for your industry, for the nut industry in general? Our biggest challenge in our industry is to grow enough product to supply the demand which is around the world. We, um, as far as I can remember, in the past 30 years at least, uh, we never had enough product to supply to meet the demand. It's a good problem. Yes, it's a good problem. And in terms of branding, are you always deliver you always deliver white label uh, product, or how how is your strategy? Work? We initially we we wanted to nibble in value adding, uh, doing uh, retail packaging and all that, but then we realized that that's a very specialized uh, part of the of what you're doing. We decided to stick to uh, supply bulk product to the market and um, and we continue from there. For your, like personally, for your business, what do you expect, what do you wish? For my business, I think um, we are still expanding. Um, I would like to see more competitors in the market. One of the problems with macadamia is a very costly product to grow and it takes something like seven or eight years before you can get a return for your investment. So over the years there's never been any large corporation investing in macadamia. Many, many people have expressed the desire in wanting to invest in macadamias. But after you've done a feasibility and you present it to a board and you say, it all sounds great, but you've got to wait 10 years before you can return a profit, they all say, go away, we're not interested. Right. Because of that, the development of this industry was held back. But now, all of a sudden, there seems to be a lot of interest and a lot of people wanting to invest. Um, it's almost embarrassing the amount of interest which is there currently. Uh, why now? Only because I think there's too much money floating around the world. People looking, people looking to invest, and they they don't know what to invest anymore. So they think that probably agriculture is not a bad way to go. Um, and uh, when they look at the agricultural products that you can grow, uh, nuts um, on top of the list today, uh, and macadamia is probably the top of the the king of, of, of the product. Yeah, because it's so reliable. Yeah, exactly. Nut exports from Australia are currently very successful, not only for macadamias. Bob Carr, former foreign minister of Australia, told us that Trump's aggressive China trade policy is part of the success story. Well, we've done very well in exporting nuts to China and the, the export has gone up. The export of Australian nuts to China has gone up in the context of the tariff war between the US and China. But of course, if China and the US reach a deal, it could lock out. Australian exports with nuts and liquid natural gas on a far bigger scale and indeed other products. 
Um, we've got an interest in seeing that uh, the US doesn't agree to do anything outside WTO rules that any gain for the US ought to apply to other exporters. We'll see how things go. In Australia, we also met Bert Smitten, who explained the QCFI technology, which is radically changing quality assessment and quality control in the nut industry. We try to automate the manual quality inspection. Today, we try to make it more consistent, more reliable, faster, easier to operate and with a more consistent outcome. Every sample should have the same results over and over again, while today with manual QC, we see a lot of variation between different QCs, but also between different samples. Mm -hmm. At this moment, we have eight machines here out in Australia with the four major processors. And that, that's the nice thing, because it is a big change, and they now see that the data the QCFI machine provides is more and more consistent while they see also that when they give the same sample to two of their QC persons they more often get two different results while on the same on the QC machine when they run that same sample twice the results are two times the same so they try to see that the human inspection is not perfect and while maybe the QCFI machine is not perfect as well we are more consistent compared to any human inspection it always makes the same mistakes. It always makes the same mistakes, yes. We try to see every object the same way over and over again. How can an almond grower get hundreds of thousands of dollars back from his energy supplier? An Australian startup has an interesting solution to make agriculture a lot more efficient and create revenue where you usually expect costs. Basically, these, these programs pay customers to switch off so that the grid can have extra, extra um, during, during constraint periods, the grid can have extra power available. So if you can island or, or reduce your load and provide that service, people are willing to pay for it. So one of our customers made nearly half a million dollars in a few hours because they were able to take such a significant load off, um, offline. Um, during a really tough period. And not only did they do that in providing that services, they helped prevent a statewide blackout. Because you can pump at different times then with, without any, any damage or impact to your, to your crop, and, and these are the things that we'll check beforehand, if you can push that pumping out one or two hours, then you, you, can, you can save a lot of money by avoiding those costs but also provide that service in the program and, and earn money as well. Wow. Yeah, and in addition, if you've got solar on site and you're, you're selling electricity into the wholesale market, you can sell it at, at, the, at the market cap of 14,500 per, per um, megawatt hour. So we also have um, organisations that are on power purchase agreements with us through a generator where they sell that electricity. And if they're not using it, they're selling it for 40. $14,500 per megawatt hour, whereas typically they'd only get $100 a megawatt hour for it. So a few of our customers were making hundreds of thousands of dollars during that event by switching off and just selling that electricity directly into the grid. This was Trisha Lorenzo from Flowpower Australia with an interesting way for nut growers to save and make money. And I am sure this would certainly work in other places of the world as well, like California, South Africa or Europe. We hope you are enjoying our podcast program and we are always keen to hear from you. Please make suggestions and contact us. We will talk to you as we want to learn from you about interesting new ways to grow, 
process, package and trade nuts and dried fruit. In our next edition we have some interesting reports about bees, pollination and sustainability. We will talk to a snack food designer. And our upcoming journeys will take us to Georgia, Spain and Belgium. If you want to sponsor our podcast or the Clipper World Tour, please let us know. Our contact details are available on theclippermag.com and we invite you to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Talk soon. This is Jens from the Clipper Magazine from AgroPress in Switzerland. Have a great week.